Locally made, naturally delicious. Another snake draft on the Elijah Har Show. Come on, slither snake is snake. Vote for your favorite list on Twitter at 933KWTO or on the Elijah Har Show Facebook page. All right, it's snake draft time with Garrett. We're drafting our all time favorite movies that most completely sum up a, a genre, a subject, a individual. Uh, something like that. I'm going to start. And, and and the impetus for this draft is the movie Sicario. You've never seen Sicario. I don't think you'll ever see a better movie that sums up the border situation. Emily Blunt, Benicio Del Toro, who plays a very bad dude in the movie. Um, she joins a group that crosses over the border and goes into Juarez and basically gets involved in going to war with the Mexican drug cartel. It's it's gritty, it's rough to watch, but it probably sums up the border better than any movie I've ever watched. Highly recommend it. That's my number one pick. It's a good one, and there's, there's slowly becoming more and more cartel border movies out there. I remember, and, and Sicario, I, th- I, I do think, I've heard is the best one. This is going to be another draft that I haven't so seen a lot good. of. But I remember getting obsessed with, and this is a TV show, not a movie, but I remember being obsessed with the, the show Narcos whenever it first came out. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. I would spend That's more my focused whole on the break. drug trade. The yeah. Sicario is de- very much about the border and like what's happening on the border. Man, it is something. Yeah, and it's, it's a crisis, obviously. We talk about it a lot on this show. So the fact that a movie is out there actually showing the, the horrors of what can be going on at the border is uh is is a really good thing. It sounds like it's a really good movie. Hit Emily Blunt and who? Uh, Benicio del Toro. Um, he plays essentially a mercenary that at the time is working for the U.S. government to help them shut down some of the the issues going on in the border. But man, it's it's just fantastic. I like it. I'm gonna go with a uh, an absolute classic, uh, The Godfather, The Mafia. I mean, that's just I don't know how else you I, I don't know how this pick doesn't fall in the first round the godfather series really um i remember reading the books whenever i was in high school and it was a, a fantastic read i read all three of them uh I, i've seen the first movie i i've seen most of the second movie um and i just ran out of time watching it it's not like i turned it off or something but it's it's just phenomenal all right have you seen the second one most of it what's which one's better the first or the second book the second one a lot oh, more action. the book yeah 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 okay Lot more, lot more, lot more action in the book. It's pretty much, uh, it's pretty much mafia gang warfare, which is really interesting. But the acting in the first film—I won't even call it a movie—the acting in the first film by all of those historically incredible actors is just unmatched, unparalleled. It's, it's phenomenal. It's almost getting, which is unfortunate. It's getting a little bit of a Nickelback treatment these days of, oh, it's not that good. Like, it's just, people like it so, to say they like I it. I will say it's good, uh, but uh, I don't think it's the best movie to sum up the mafia. What is your counter argument, unless you want to draft it later on? No, but, I'd pick, a, I'd pick different. Like, I, I think Goodfellas is probably a better movie about the mafia. I, I actually think the best 
mafia movie is is a show is the sopranos i think that more completely in this is so old school it's like you know i guess the mafia in the 70s but like it just doesn't feel quite as as real to me as as sopranos did that's fair well sopranos is current day isn't it at least current day yeah. whenever yeah, it was yeah, released yeah that's interesting. See, that's one of those shows that I really have to watch. Once I once I'm done with House of Cards, that's the one that I'm I'm moving on to next. For my second pick, listen, there's a lot of movies these days about historical events. And then there's another movie about the same historical event, and then there's another movie about the same event. There's only one movie about the Titanic, and that's for dang good reason that because is- it's the best. <laughs> That's it. You're right. There's only one movie that I can think of about the Titanic. That's a good. I don't even like the movie, but I think you're right about this one. Yeah, I mean, they the, nobody in nobody, Hollywood dares to make another movie about. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna do another Titanic film. Yeah, because like, once you've done it this way, you've done it. Yeah, we think we think we're gonna tell it better than Leonardo DiCaprio and all of those great actors and actresses. No, you're not. That was the the crown jewel, crowning achievement. Uh, the Titanic. I think it's a fantastic movie. Uh, I was talking to producer Frizz about it the other day on Wake Up Springfield about how good the Titanic movie is. It's just so I don't think it's that good. It's it's long. the 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 story doesn't flow that well. Um, there's clearly room for the guy on the stuff at the end of the movie. Like, there's just a lot of things that I think are are technically not very good about it. Plus, it's it's a little melodramatic. It's a little over the top. It's a little over the top. I'll give you that. But I love I love it whenever movies are so good at making you feel like you're in the room. And Titanic is one of those movies, especially when they go below deck and everybody's singing and dancing and yeah, drinking. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, you feel like you're there. Well, I think one of the things that it does so well is everybody in America is like, oh, I'd be the guy below deck. But you wouldn't be because, like, that, like, you know, there's a lot of people that would not have actually been below deck, but in the movie, you want to be the person that's below deck. You want to be one of the peasants, one of the yeah, workers, because they're totally. just they're just having the more fun. In the film. Totally. Yeah. So the Titanic is uh, is my second pick there. Nobody's made a second movie about the Titanic for very good reason. Um. Okay. Did you pick? Did you take your two? Godfather Titanic. Got it. Okay. Um. Saving Private Ryan, the storming in the Normandy Beach. Um, there's been some other movies about it. There's never been a movie that good about that particular subject in the history of the, 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 the country. It is, you know, when that movie came out, there was a lot of former World War II veterans and even just military veterans who said they couldn't sit around and watch it because it was just so realistic. Um, listen, after the beach gets stormed, I still, still think it's a good movie. But Saving Private Ryan and the Storming of Normandy Beach is so well done. It to me, and I, I considered multiple different military movies about different subjects. I considered Platoon about the Vietnam War. I considered Full Metal Jacket about boot camp. But to me, Saving Private Ryan, the, the best of the best when it comes to one thing that happened in the military. Yeah, I uh, agree with this one, actually. I could actually speak with experience. A fantastic movie. I also, just to throw it out there, and I don't know if you're, you, you said you're not going to pick any more military movies. I'm, I don't think I am either. Um, Dunkirk is just fantastic. I think it was an excellent movie. Man, I thought that movie was slow. Did you see it in the theater? No, but it's like, there's so many where they're just flying or empty water and just like looking. I'm like, I get it. We're playing big music and they're flying. And they're <laughs> still flying. Like, I just, 
I couldn't get into Dunkirk. I just, it, when you see it in the, it's one of those movies you have to see in the theater or in IMAX. Maybe I'd love to go see that movie in IMAX. Cause like I said, you feel like you're there. And it's just, and for the Titanic, it's a cool experience. For Dunkirk, you feel like you're there and you're, you're terrified throughout the entire movie. It builds suspense better than m- many of the movies I've ever seen. Um, okay. My second one, um, is, um, or my third option. Requiem for a Dream and Drug Use. Uh, if you've ever seen Requiem for a Dream, it follows several different people, each abusing a different type of drug. Um, so you've got Jared Leto, you've got his mom, I think you've got his girlfriend, um, you got maybe one of the Wayans brothers. Each one tries a different drug. Some are your typical hard drugs, but some are prescriptions. Uh, one person I think gets addicted to ephedra and like, you know, uppers. Um, Fantastic movie. It's dark. It's one of those movies that after you've seen it, I, you know, you probably won't want to watch it again because each one of their lives slowly just disintegrates into just absolute terribleness. Um, I watched this movie in college and I remember at the time I'd never tried drugs and I watched it. I was like, I will never take a drug after this. And I still, I don't, I, I don't like taking prescription medications. I don't like taking anything because all I can do is picture how each of their, uh, like lives ended at the end of this film and it's just awful yeah as as successful at times as the dare program was maybe if they would just show this movie to like freshmen or sophomores in high school that might have a better effect than any dare program out there so that's that's a good one i have a a bit of an interesting pick here too because you did yeah you did too um i don't know if we can take just time frames in general but if we can I want to take Forrest Gump exemplifying the 60s in general. I, he, he Interesting. Everything I know about the 60s, because it was the 60s was before my parents were even born. The 60s was 15 Probably before years. your grandparents were born. It, it might have been, honestly. <laughs> they might have been born during the 60s. Uh, and everything I know about the 60s is from Forrest Gump, from from the war to the, the veterans getting back from war to to Alabama football, the 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 JFK assassin, ev- everything I know about the 60s and that time frame in general and the culture around was from Forrest Gump. Ev- every single thing that I know about it. So I've got to give a little shout out to to Forrest Gump in the 60s there for my third pick. <laughs> I think this is a weak pick, but a weak pick? What other movie Maybe exemplifies the, is I don't the really, decade? I don't really like Forrest Gump. I just think it's okay. Or you've hate you've so far, ladies and gentlemen. Elijah has hated on The Godfather, The Titanic, no, and Forrest. That Gump. is not true. <laughs> I said I I I said The Godfather is a great movie, but I think it's not the best um the best movie to sum up the mob. Uh, I think The Godfather is a great movie. It's extraordinarily well acted and fun to watch. Uh, I do I think uh, Titanic and Forrest Gump are both very overrated. Yeah, keep keep backpedaling, Elijah. Keep mm, backpedaling. Yeah, they're, they're, they're two terribly overrated movies. Finally, for my final pick, it's my favorite movie of all time. I try to watch it as often as physically possible, and my girlfriend can't stand it because she thinks it's boring and slow. I have a feeling I'm going to rip on this pick, too. You're not. There's no, there's no way you rip on Tombstone. You can't. Oh, there's no awesome. way to rip on, especially the shootout at the OK Corral, but just the West in general. There's no movie better than Tombstone. Sam Elliott, Val Kilmer, uh, Kurt Russell, three of the greatest actors of all time, perfect for their roles. You shared recently on Twitter a thread about the making of Tombstone. Yeah, I read amazing. through every single part of it. The movie was DOA for a long time, or I shouldn't say the movie. The screenplay was DOA 
for a long, long time. And finally, Kurt Russell read it, loved it. Kurt Russell later on would take control of the film. He fired the director who wrote the screenplay himself and said, no, 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 I like your screenplay. We're going to direct this movie my way. Kurt comes in, directs the movie, and it ends up killing another movie that had more financial backing and more, at the time, big-name actors around it. Um, I think, oh, man, I can't remember his name right now. The guy in Yellowstone. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner, yeah. He was he was in his own movie at the time. That one made only, I think, $20 million at the box office the first weekend. Tombstone made $62 million, if I'm remembering correctly. It's still quoted to this day. My dog's name is Doc. And I dress him up in a little sheriff's hat every once in a while. And I have a, a chew toy with that's just a big, fake, squeaky bottle of whiskey. And I take pictures of him, and it's adorable. Doc Holliday is my favorite fictional character of all time. And I'm going to go, or not fictional character, but a character that was later fictionalized and kind of improved upon or or talked about later, a folklore-type hero. I, I absolutely love the movie Tombstone. I don't think any movie does westerns or especially the shootout at the OK Corral any better than the movie Tombstone. Um, so you're saying westerns or are you saying uh, wider for what it sums up? I will say, not even wider because he's not my favorite part of the movie. I'll say shootout at the OK Corral. Okay, that's legit. I was going to say, if you say this is the best western of all time, I'm just... I think it is, but it exemplifies the... Um, the shootout at the OK Corral better than any other fictionalized uh, media outlet ever has. Uh, by the way, going to break in for a little bit. The Epstein documents have just been dumped. So oh, it, it, yes. you know, we only got three minutes left in the show. We don't really have time to talk about them or dig through them. But several thousand pages just came out. If you want to dig through them, you're welcome to do it. Uh, jump online, see what you can find out. I bet it's going to be fun. Okay. Uh, since we can't go through that, we'll go back to the list. And we will be talking about that at length tomorrow. I'm sure I'm we will. I'm sure of it. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, last uh, last movie on my list. Can't avoid talking about uh, politics. So I'm going to say the movie that the best pol- movie of all time, the movie that most sums up the political genre. The campaign with Will Ferrell. That's close second is <laughs> The Ides of March. Mm. With uh, Ryan Gosling, George Clooney, Paul Giamatti, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Four people, all of who have been nominated or won Academy Awards. It's a classic movie about two presidential candidates running against each other and all the backstabbing and deal-making they try to do in order to try to win the campaign um, and the work the staffers do on the campaign to help them. It's such an incredibly well-done movie, and I think it sums up what it's like to be inside the pressure of a cooker, pressure cooker of a campaign, better than any movie, and I've been in a lot of campaigns. Highly recommend the movie if you're interested in politics. This is a, what I would consider politics on steroids because it's a presidential campaign. It's not, you know, this this type of thing won't happen in a state rep race, but uh, that's going to be my number my number four pick. So uh, do you, uh, it exemplifies political campaigns. That's yes. what you want to. That's what you want on there. Okay. Yep. Um. Yeah, no, I've that I might go watch this movie tonight because this is just oh, you will not regret it. Phenomenal. Um it tells you the number one rule of politics, which we can't say on air right now, but uh Google it if you want to see one of the funniest movies, uh, funniest movie lines of all time. We do only have about two minutes left on the show. 
And I, I kind of want to just give a, a preview of tomorrow because I'm going to lock you in live on air that you're, you're, you have to give me a little bit of time to talk about the, uh, the Harvard law backlash and how some people on Twitter are trying to defend it. Yeah. Harvard president Claudine Gay resigned and is just blaming everybody but her own plagiarism for what happened. Uh, we will have to get into that tomorrow. We're going to have Andrew Bailey on the show tomorrow, the attorney general. It'll be his one year anniversary of being in office. We're also going to have a local person on. Rachel Elliott wrote an editorial into the local newspaper. It's a fascinating concept. She's embracing the idea that nonprofits should be able to run uh, or, or buy a hotel and rent out the rooms for free or reduced rates to take care of the homelessness problem in Springfield. Super interesting concept. Plus, it's Thursday, which means we'll have debate with the Democrat, with Jeff Smith, all coming up tomorrow, but as always, if you want to vote in our our election, how do they how do they how do they vote? Yeah, if you want to make your voice heard in the snake draft, whether you want to just tap a quick little button on the poll, you can do that at ninety three three KWTO on Twitter. That's nine three three KWTO. If you want to remind us of a movie we've missed, or if you think one of our picks is stupid, you can also reply there. Or you can comment who you want to win on the Elijah Har Show Facebook page. The graphic will be on both uh, platforms, so you'll be able to review and kind of, and kind of figure out what your full general opinion is on the snake draft. Um, as we do every day, we finish up the show with a quote of the day. My best, my favorite, maybe not my favorite, but one of the best gift, Christmas gifts I got was a quote book just for this time. Uh, so today we're going to do a quote on fu- or on the future. This is from Emerson in the journals of 1827. If a man examine carefully his thoughts, he will be surprised to find out how much he lives in the future. His well-being is always in his own mind ahead. We'll see you tomorrow on the Elijah Hart Show. Was made you and me. As I was walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above that endless skyway I saw below